Hello, welcome to Trexan Sci-Fi 451, Captain. Setting course for Star Trek The Next Generation. Season 3, Episode 6, Booby Trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh my. to another exciting episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. No, I don't sound like Rico, but I am a horse Rick Moyer. That's right. I'm a pony because I'm a little horse, but I'm bump. With me is none other than my cohort in crime and the man that's going to help me tonight because my voice is thrashed. Uh, none other than my co-host on the Battlestar Galactica uh, podcast that we do called the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. None other than Chris Clemente. Hi, Chris. Howdy, folks. How's it going, man? It's going good. This is the first time we've been, we've actually uh, talked uh, on a podcast since about late June. We've been so uh, overwhelmed with our schedules, we haven't been able to I link know. up. Well, and then I lost my voice for about a month. And then you lost your voice, yeah. That's not good when you lose your voice for a month when you do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily, I've had some web pages and some video work to do. And then, of course, our good buddy Al Kessel has helped me uh, do some voiceovers. Along with Jen has helped me and a couple of other people I've farmed out some work to so that I can continue on in my quest for crazy, wild entrepreneurship. And You're that's, just lucky that you know people with dulcet tones. That's Oh, I know. I know. I It was so <laughs> funny. I, 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 re, I put some work into uh, this construction company for a, a safety video they're doing. And I filmed everything, and then I, w I went to do the voiceovers, and my voice wasn't working, so I hired Al. And uh, Al does this, this beautiful job on it. I plug it all in and send him the first draft, and the first comment out of their mouth was, who's the guy with the golden pipes? <laughs> and I'm like, that's my friend Al. I know him. He does audiobooks. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. He got a good compliment from a high up in a big construction company, so that's cool. I know. I would like Al to read me like bedtime stories. I, I know he'd be that. great. He yeah. would be awesome. Once upon a time. <laughs> I know. I did a podcast with him uh, at the beginning of the year uh, on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and I, got, I found myself lost. In, in his, his, golden, his golden vocal oh. cords. Yeah. And then I had to bring myself to reality. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this podcast. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? I've done that before. I've been on podcasts. I'm a guest on something, and then I'll just start listening to it like I'm listening to it when I normally do. <laughs> and I forget I'm a guest, and it's like, oh, that's right. And someone will go, Rick, what do you think? And I'm like, crap, I've got to respond. And I, 
you know, um, yeah, I'm not gonna weird. lie. I've done it in a ragtag a couple of times. <laughs> You're funny. You're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and I've noticed that. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> no, I haven't really. <laughs> but uh, hey, here we are in the driver's seat in the pilot uh, in the cockpit. Here we are of Trex and Sci-Fi, and it's kind of a really special one tonight or today or this morning or whenever you're listening to it because you and I get to review some of our favorite Trek ever. Yes. And that is Next Generation. Yeah. It's the one that um, probably cemented me as a Star Trek fan. Um, I didn't know A younger than you by about, I don't know, 10 years maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not not quite, but maybe. So, you know, when I was developing, TNG was, was the big thing. So, yeah. You know, I always love uh, talking about Next Generation. It's well, and first. this this one in particular, I was surprised we hadn't already covered it, but we get to see the the um, introduction of Leah Brahms, who yeah. really is only in one, two, and then mentioned in a third episode. But she she's a cool character, and and it's a great Geordie story. Yeah, I rem- I just watched this one uh, a couple months ago on the Blu-rays. You know. Uh, and this is one I've probably only seen a couple times, so it's a uh, it was it's a it's a good one. It's a good episode. Cool. Well, we're gonna watch it together with everybody. It's gonna be a blast. But before mm-hmm. we do that, there's been some exciting geeky news this week. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> well, the first of all, I guess I could just say, uh, uh, let me see. Um, I'm just trying to think of a line I could do in Batman's voice, but uh, right now my voice sounds you like You sound Batman. like Christian Bale's Batman. I know. I, know. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're not having me be Batman again. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. You wanted to. Yeah, I did. I was just joking around. I was going to say, you know, I was, I was going to, uh, there's no geek news this week. Move on. But, uh, of course, the biggest geek news is that uh, the role of Batman for the um, upcoming Superman Versus Batman, I hope it's not called that, but whatever it's going to be, the uh, the new movie uh, has been cast, but with uh, Ben Affleck as uh, as Batman, and he's uh, Affleck, Affleck. Sorry. And the thing, <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of um, crazy hyperbole on the internet the or next talk day. Talk about it. Like, what was up with that? I don't know. It's like it's so strange um, to me. It's not like it was like. Uh, Channing Tatum or something, you know, it's not a trendy <laughs> pick. It's Ben Affleck was trendy in the year 2000, so you know, it's not trendy. But he's a 41 year old guy, which I like that they're getting Batman with some age. Um, because first of all, it means we're not gonna have to sit through another freaking origin story. Thank, thank you, thank you. We've all seen the Batman origin, haven't oh, we? Oh man, so that's cool. The, the, I mean, I still wanted that to be Superman 2, whatever, Man of Steel 2 or whatever. Right, right. I don't know why it has to be already Man of, uh, Superman and Batman, uh, but whatever. I love Superman. I love Batman. I read probably, probably I would say 25% of the things I read a week is Batman related in some way. So, I mean, well, I, I said to my wife, I'm starting to not like books that aren't Batman related. Do you ha- do you have any idea what the plot surrounds on this on this movie? Because to me, it's like Superman versus Batman. There's really no challenge. I mean, it's what silly. what are you I mean, what are you going to do there? Well, or is it going to be but, something I don't know. Are you um, familiar with uh have you ever read Batman comics no, or No. No. So you're not There's they've uh, there's been a few times in the books where, uh, particularly, I think that the um, 
the inspiration they're drawing from is The Dark Knight Returns, which was a, which was a pivotal story in, in Batman. There's a lot of people who never read a Batman comic, and then they remembered the 60s show. Right. It's the, the 1989 movie came out with Michael Keaton, and then everybody all of a sudden who didn't know anything about Batman was like, that's what Batman's supposed to be. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's, it is good, but Dark Knight Returns actually transformed Batman from sort of a lighter character. Not lighter. He was He's always been a little bit, like, edgy. Right. But... Sort and transformed him into like more of a brooding dark. And it was Batman when he was about fifty, and he decides to to uh, go back to fighting crime. And right. in the end, he comes into conflict with Superman, who sort of uh, is working for the government. And Batman builds this like big, huge robot suit and uh, plugs it into the Gotham's uh, power or whatever. And he he's manages to hold his own against uh, Superman and kind of kick wow. his butt a little. Bit. Wow. With the help of some kryptonite. And if you want to actually see that fight, there's a, uh, a movie that was put out just this uh, end of last year, beginning uh, in two parts in the beginning of this year, called The Dark Knight Returns on Blu-ray. And it's really well done. But anyway, it seems like what I've heard is they're drawing inspiration. I'd like to it. see that. You, you, can, you can get it on iTunes. You Excellent. can get it. Dark Knight Returns. It's definitely worth watching. The book is... Um, is wonderful. It's the best Batman. Probably wow. one of the, it's either the best or second best Batman story ever. It's, wow, it's five cool. billion times. So if they're getting inspiration from that, which would be which is strange considering that, you know, in presumably in this new movie Batman and Superman have never met. Oh, interesting. You know, because sort of the the relationship uh, in the Dark Knight Returns is sort of that established a, a relationship where you know Batman and Superman don't always get along and. You know, they see things quite differently, and right. it kind of uh, culminates in, in this big fight, which actually has a lot more meaning because they know each other. But I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I really, they just want, from what I understand, Warner Brothers just they want to get their machine going, just like you know, Marvel sure. has, you know, characters. Understandable. Out. So they want to, they want to be in the game before it's too late and they want to have a justice league movie well you can't really have a justice league movie if you don't sort of thread some of these uh characters into the other movies so um i'm looking for i'm listen i'm i'm excited i just like you said superman versus batman in a cartoon in a comic book yeah you can rationalize it in a you know live action movie they're really going to have to come up with something something spectacular something you know that makes some more sense, sense and yeah the other the other rumor that seems pretty solid is that uh, Brian Cranston from uh, Breaking Bad will probably be playing Lex Luthor. And I oh, can't really, that's cool! I can't really think of anybody better right now to That'd play be Lex awesome. Luthor. I think he uh, he might actually we might actually see an evil Lex Luthor on, instead of a uh, comedic one. You mean? Yeah, instead of like a guy who's who has Otis and Mr. Luthor. And, yeah, yeah. You know, always in you know, and real estate deals. Yeah. You know, we're done. We're done with with real estate uh, <laughs> guy Lex Luthor. I want, you know. Anyway, um, the, the, they haven't yet. They have yet to, even considering all the praise and everything that goes into the Dark Knight trilogy and Michael Keaton's version of Batman. They really have yet to capture uh, what I know of as Batman from the uh, comic books. They haven't really got that world sort of nailed. They've, you know, like the Avengers and things like that, they've kind of, they kind of nailed the universe down where you can, it's almost interchangeable with the comic books. Right. Right. So I'm looking forward to a Batman that's maybe a little bit closer to the source material. And I think, uh, 
I'm I'm hoping that that's what they want to do because wow, you know very cool. Well, you you, you helped me out, man. That's good. Yeah, I was worried. And, I didn't know what they were going to do. Yeah, but if you want to, yeah, there's a whole bunch of great Batman books you can read. Dark Knight Returns, definitely watch that. Also, uh, what I picked up real quick, I picked up at um at Target when I was uh, getting some of those Star Wars black figures, which are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> just got R two D two yesterday. He has all these little doodads like the lightsaber, you know, from Return of the Jedi that pops out of his head. That's cool. Yeah, they're really good figures. They're a little pricey, but they're they're nice. But uh, there was a this this two DVD set uh, called the Best of Batman, and what that is is Ooh. the best. Ep- it's got about thirteen episodes or so of uh, the Batman animated series. If you remember that from yeah, the yeah, early nineties, yeah. 90s. yeah. And, and to me, that is the only that's the uh, definitive best translation of Batman on screen. Uh, it's got the definitive Joker. It's got the definitive Batman, and that's that was about eight bucks. I got that, and there's some really, wow, really, that's a good price. Really, really good stories on there. I, I recommend it highly. Oh, I just watched me cool. and my kids just watched it uh, last week, and got a kick out of it. But Excellent. there's some other stuff going on too besides uh, uh, Ben Ben Man or Batfleck. 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 Well, we got. There's Trek, uh, Star Trek uh, stuff this way, last yeah. week, too, right? Yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness is out early. I didn't, and I never even saw any hype for this. No, but uh, I was I was uh, getting on the iTunes store for something, and I saw a picture of uh, Chris Pine and looked at it a little more carefully, and it said, you know, get the Into Darkness today. And I'm like, what? Hmm. They can't do that till September 10th. But uh, no, it's out on iTunes, so you can... Uh, you can grab it there. Isn't it available somewhere else, too? On Xbox Video, yeah. yeah. It was on there today. In glorious uh, 1080 HD. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. <clears throat> so now, so that's this would be my fourth time viewing that movie. Well, this will be my third time watching okay. it. Did you watch it yet? Or? No, no. I've, I've been too busy with a bunch oh. of family stuff. But um, hopefully I'll get everything edited tonight and then be able to watch it before I go to bed. So I did watch it again. Um, and... I will say that I really don't think the next movie should have the plot of Captain Kirk losing the Enterprise in any sense of the word. I mean, this guy, he, he he's only been put in command in both of these movies because either somebody died or somebody got kidnapped. Not remember, because of his merits the, as an officer. Right, because remember, the Enterprise got taken away from him yeah. in the beginning of In the Darkness and then given to Pike. Yeah. And he was made commander. And then Pike gets <clears throat> shot by, uh, spoilers, Khan. And uh, and then he gets the ship again. And did I you watch think, that honest trailer? Yeah, I did. Now that oh my gosh. So I mean, the thing is, when you watch the original Star Trek, uh, especially the I mean the, the show, yes, and especially the movies, but you never ever doubt it. You 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 do you ever imagine that, like in the old show <laughs> that somebody could take command away from Captain Kirk? No, like no freaking way. I mean, no, just it wouldn't happen. And. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's a fun movie. I, I mean, there was, remember we had, I think, I don't know if you were involved in the discussion on the uh, Facebook page for Treks and Sci-Fi. I posted the uh, story about how all the fans voted uh, Into Darkness. The I read Star the whole Trek thing, movie. yeah. It's absurd, first. I mean, I will say that after watching it again, it's probably not the best. It's definitely not the worst. I mean, I, mean, I, I think it's just, I'm getting to a point where I'm getting older. And... Um, I preferred my old Star Trek, and I'm like, that is 
this yeah. Star Trek's for young people. That's right. That's but, right there. Kirk should be. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, it's a it's a fun. It's definitely there's no doubt that it's a fun movie. It's it's a it's eye candy all over the joint. Sure, sure. Benedict Cumberbatch acts the hell out of. He's being he's so good. I will say though, he really when you look at it, he really wasn't that bad of a guy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what did he really do? He you know he blew up Section Thirty One, but you know those people are kind of bad. Yeah, but then he killed like millions of people with the. The Marcus guy was worse. Well, that's true. You know, but yeah, he did at the end crash his starship into San Francisco, which is you know, we don't know how many millions of people bid it that day, but but I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. I I would I would I just uh, I hope it's a completely out of the box one next time. Yeah, I I, I want a I mean, new a new I want a new Star Trek. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm at the point where if they're if it's going to be an alternate universe, which it is, it's, I don't think it's it's not the past clearly right. anymore. It's not the past of Star Trek. It is an alternate universe. So, so let's go. Let's go out there. Up, if you want to keep doing uh, Star Trek villains, do the Borg. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. I, I would love to. I'd be thinking it'd be cool to see a new take on the Borg. Uh, Borg can always be done creepy, and they can, they're can. they always irrelevant. I think villain. they should be more Swedish. Yeah, and then play tennis. Yeah, there you go. Flirty, 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 flirty. Hey, did you did you hear that teleportation uh, that they are doing? They're doing this quantum teleportation thing, and it's getting very uh, promising. For real? Yeah, and I think what they are what they are think it's they they were able to um, teleport um, uh, photons of light, uh-huh. and I guess they're getting really good at it. You know, it's about forty percent chance of success. Wow! But I think what 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 they're thinking of using it for would be uh, quantum uh, communications is a, something I was reading. Whereas the the two particles can can be uh, in the same. I don't. It's hard to explain because I'm not a scientist. But the particles you can actually, if you could find a way to use them for communications, you would have no delay. And like, you know what I mean. Like if you wanted to talk to somebody on Jupiter and you're on Earth, there'd be no delay. That's like that's like a what five hours or something, whatever right, it is. Right. But it would be instantaneous. Mm. So, I mean, I'm listen. I will never step into a transporter. So, <laughs> so forget that. That'd be like the I'm... ultimate walkie-talkie. Yeah, absolutely. No <laughs> Quantum walkie-talkie. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey, there is one other geeky thing in the news, mm. and that is that uh, you you told me that uh, the third comic book in uh, Battlestar Galactica came out. Your wife got you it. She did. And I downloaded it on my iPad because Rico put a little blurb on uh, on the Trex and Sci-Fi forum, and so I've got uh, two two books to read, and haven't had a chance to yet. So I'm excited. Yeah, uh, it's good. Dynamite, I think, is the the name of the company that's putting it out. Dynamite Comics. Yeah. Um, Dynamite. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty wacky. Um... <laughs> you haven't read it yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay, it's pretty weird. Um, but it's like if you ever wanted to see like weird time travel stuff and Battlestar Galactica and then you get it time, alternate timelines. There it is, huh? Uh, and it is pretty. It is a pretty. I'll give them credit. They took in this the, uh, in this timeline though. You actually like Athena instead of Cassiopeia. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I look at Cassiopeia and go, bleh. Yeah, so that. go figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool. It's a cool series. I hope it goes on for a little while and. 
That'd be great. Uh, I've been getting it as they come out, and the covers are just awesome. Yeah, they're doing a great job on those. This new cover was a takeoff of, of the New Hope movie yeah, poster with, uh, with Starbuck having Athena and Cassiopeia yeah. sort of draped over them. Yeah. And, uh, it's uh, done by the, the cover's done by an artist named Alex Ross, who, if you look up, has done some really great tons of stuff, comic books, yeah, uh, especially cool. uh, Kingdom Come and Marvels oh, and things like cool. that. Well, um, let's wrap up the geek news now. We've got a special announcement from somebody near and dear to the hearts of geeks everywhere that listen to this show. So, uh, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our founding father, Mr. Rico Dosti. <laughs> In a world where podcasts were lame and didn't really talk about what you wanted to hear. In a world with no Star Trek on television. Treks in Sci-Fi 2005 went on a bold mission to podcast weekly for the next freaking eight years. Yes, eight years of podcasting. And next weekend on September the 1st, 2013, I'm going to be celebrating my eighth anniversary in podcasting, doing the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast each and every week. Well, these days we get a guest show every every other week, but I will be here with a live show via Ustream, and there will be a link on the main site, treksandsci-fi.com, on the Facebook page, on the forum, all kinds of things, and uh, if you search for Treks and Sci-Fi on Ustream, you should find it. The date, again, is going to be September the 1st, and it will be at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Again, it's going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I just decided that right now. Hope to hear you and see you there because we're going to have lots of fun. Cake, prizes, dancing, crazy things, shenanigans. That's what I say. Anyway, hope to see a lot of you there. Bye. Sweet. Can you believe it? Eight years. That's nuts. Hey, you know what's weird, Rico? Uh, Rico. Rico. <laughs> I just heard Rico in my head. Well, you know what's weird is we led into the anniversary show last year with our yeah. saga, saga of a Star World, and that's how we ended up doing the round. That's tag huge isn't that podcast. funny? So we're about a year out from that too. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But that is weird, wild stuff. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, we're look. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to leave church early to get home <laughs> <laughs> in time to be here for the anniversary because I wouldn't miss it for the world. That's awesome. Yeah, so it should be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. So everybody listening, make sure you tune in and and watch the show and listen and participate. We always have a great time in the chat room on Ustream. <laughs> it's always really funny, and it's great to see everybody. So it should be a lot of fun next week on September 1st. Well, Mr. Chris, are you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna what we're going to do, everybody, so you know, we're going to do a commentary of the episode in Next Generation. It was the third season, the sixth episode, called Booby Trap. Booby. It's, it's kind of funny to say that. I don't know. Just, and freely say it. Booby Trap. Booby. Okay, Booby Trap. Booby. Okay, so we're going to say, uh, we're actually going to listen to the episode along with everybody. We're going to watch it, really. Uh, but you can listen along with us. And we're going to talk about it uh, with Next Generation being one of my favorite incarnations of star trek and chris's as well we should have a great time on this episode so if you'd like to i'm just going to count down uh without any special things here <laughs> you ready and we're going to go three two one and here we are yeah 
Jordy is on a beach with a pretty girl. And we've got the waves crashing. And I just love the beach. Ready? I love this line. Another Coco Ono. I have this memorized. My wife just gets Another mad. Another Coco Nono? Coco Nono. No, thanks. I think I've had enough already. Yeah. Prepare to watch Jordy get none as usual. <laughs> I just feel really bad for him here. He's a good-looking kid. Yeah. And she's really sweet. But watch. He's not very subtle, though. Look at this. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the old stretch your arm out, yawn. Oh. He's he's so proud of himself that he programmed the holodeck to have a violin player. Have you ever been to dinner when somebody's doing that? No, I have never have. It's really annoying. I bet. It's not romantic. No. Well, it might be, I guess, if... I don't know. You can can tell that this is done in the 80s. I'm sorry, I... They're dressed up like rock. They've been to a, a hammer, a hammer no, concert. It's been a lovely program, and yeah, she has like a looks like a linebacker with those shoulder pads. Yeah, she's trying to be nice to him. Don't feel that way about you. With her like packing tape. Yeah. Is it the barrette on my face? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, knock it off. I'm sorry, the, I've watched this. Why is the pirate season. playing the violin? I don't know. This is a great shot. We get to see the, the Spock chess set from yes. the original series. But what I really liked about this was looking out of 10 forward at the asteroids. That's really cool looking. But, but is that, battle, that freak you it? out a little bit? Why would the Enterprise be going towards... Is one of those going to hit the window? Conflict. They have navigational deflectors. Oh, okay. There's not much left, is there? <laughs> I didn't know that. Destruction I just... is remarkable considering the primitive weapons of the period. Pretty I like cool. this. The thing that I like about this episode is that it sort of, uh, it, it kind of shows that there's like this, this other history in the galaxy that people are interested in. You know, like yes. this war that happened, you know, millennia ago that's like not part of the Federation. Imagine, yeah, it's not part of Earth. Federation has just captured people's imagination. I find that, and you know I, what? I pretty cool. What else I like about this episode is it shows life on the Enterprise outside of the away missions at first. You know, you get to see a date. A you get to see um, them in ten forward, and now we flip into the an the business. You see Picard's love for um, history. Mr. Data. Yeah. Confirm, sir. This is a this is a Survivors this is a really good solid episode, time. especially considering it's following the second season well, pretty closely. Mm-hmm. I I really like course, it too because of the science fiction element. Is so it's just such a great sci-fi show. This and plot. By and the, the way, music the, rocks. Um, on the Blu-ray, um, this, this a lot of these shots look really wonderful. Oh yes, agreed. If you're watching this on Blu-ray. These are like the first version of the newer uniforms. They have those little creases down the front. Yeah. Those are a little bit different. Oh, I love seeing the battle cruiser for the first time. Yeah, and this is a pretty unique ship. And the music on this one, you notice how cool it is? Well, it's, I believe it's Ron Jones, and he he, uh, he, you know, he brings it when he scores. I love the horns and the... Totally captured that ancient feeling. I'm afraid we're a little late. That call for help was probably initiated over a thousand years ago. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> How cool is that? So do you have the, the, the spec sheet up on it? I sure do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the episode while we're dial it down a little bit? Yeah. Well, this was uh, 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 season three, episode six. It was first aired uh, October 30th, right before Halloween, uh, 1989. So many moon ago. Wow. Uh, That's a long time ago. Yep. Right, right around uh, my birthday. Let's see. Michael Piller, Ron Roman, Richard Danis wrote it. Directed by Gabrielle Beaumont. I don't think a, that's not a, that's not a familiar name, so I'm not sure if she did any uh, any other ones. I don't know. I thought she did a great job on this one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, there is some. Yep, it was the first episode directed by her, and the first Star Trek episode ever directed by a female. So, really? Yeah. Well, that's news to me. I think it's appropriate though, with Leah being on there. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess you know, too the the story was originally going to be written for Picard, but yeah. they, but they thought that Picard should be on the bridge and he probably wouldn't be talking to a woman in the middle of of <laughs> of a big crisis like that, you know. Yeah, I guess. Brahms I don't, I don't mean become, by a, by by woman. I don't mean, mean like, like a female. I mean romantic. like yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, and then Leah was going to be um, a David Daystrom. It was going to be a descendant of Dr. Richard Daystrom. You remember oh, him from, yeah. the Nutty Duke from the ultimate computer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that would have, <laughs> but I guess casting didn't realize that it would, it would take a, a black actress to play the part. So they right. had to, um, they rewrote it after they hired, cause they hired Susan Gibney to play Leah Brahms. So, That's so funny. Since, oh, you know, here we go. Look at the shot of this ship. It's just it's beautiful. And cool. You just know the, the model guys had a ball, like, oh, kind of a little extinction. stuff on that. Completely. Chameleon Battlecruiser. Yeah, I would love a model of that ship. Oh, me too. That was just... I remember the first time seeing it, I almost wet my pants. It's just um, almost not Star Trek-y at all, you know. It's more Star Wars or yeah. Alien, Alien or very, something, you know, a little bit very, more yes. gritty, you know what I mean? Not yeah. so. And that's what he, I liked he, about it. Because even like Romulan ships, they have like a sleekness about them. Yeah, this, this, this was just, just like, not at all. No, it's cool. It's got, it looks like it has a little... Uh, you know, you know what it kind of reminds me of in a weird way? The um, Cygnus from uh, Black Hole. Just a, a, yeah, little, just a little bit, yeah. It's probably one of my favorite. Most, oh, my gosh. Uh, this in, in this is so hilarious. There is adequate oxygen for life support, Commander. It is exactly as they left it, number one. A thousand-year-old air? Really? Ship in a bottle. Ship didn't anybody here build ships in bottles when they were born? I, <laughs> I did not play with toys. I did not play with toys. I was never a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this little bit right here. They all look at O'Brien. What's funny is later on in, in the in the series, Worf actually tries to put together a ship in a bottle. Ship in a bottle, I remember that. I like Riker giving him his look. <laughs> yeah. I did. I really did. Really I really did. did. <laughs> Great fun. On the bloopers, when we watched the, uh, when we were in the theater, the bloopers, sure. Michael Dorn um, flubbed his line uh, yeah. on that particular scene and said, I, I did not play with boys. <laughs> he said boys. And of course, you know, everybody just, he just looked at the camera like, oh. You no. notice that on all the gag reels, 
on these Blu-rays that he seems to be the one, one that, that does the work the most. I really, apparently his teeth were a lot of the problem. Oh, that's so funny. The work teeth. Yeah. Okay, so the first time they get on this, on the bridge of the, of the uh, battle cruiser, they have their palm beacons. Yep. Which now that I know that they had a little line going up the back of their sleeve, I always look for them because that's how they powered them. They weren't; they didn't have batteries in them. The batteries were down on the back looks of their uniforms. Like, um, looks like Jerry from uh, Enemy Mine. It does completely. But look at how awesome that is. <laughs> yeah, that is. I remember just going. Oh. Good atmosphere in this episode. And so cool looking. And the music again. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it's Ron, uh, Ron Jones and man, that that guy. I kind of would like to get this soundtrack because it's really cool. You can get I, you. What I've done, what I have is called the it's called the Ron Jones uh, project. Oh, he's got it's, it on there. It's I believe I, I believe I must have it somewhere. Um, but he did like some of the early uh, even in the first season some really notable scores like Data Lore and stuff that had like right. this really funky uh, like atmospheric type sound. Usually, I, when the score is more noticeable, it's Ron Jones. Well, I know that he did the that one that I liked so much. Was it the Neutral Zone? I think. Yep. That yep. was so awesome. I just love the music. Show anything stronger than this guy? Then. <laughs> okay, it's Synthahol. How can you have something stronger than Synthahol? I've Tell never understood. You're a woman, right? Synthahol. Like, does it get you drunk? Yes, I can tell you. I'm and then you don't get the. And then you can automatically it dial it back. I don't know. You yeah, I don't get it. Because, like, woman, to me, if the first thing you look you're at? drinking whiskey and it doesn't get you lit. Why drink it? Exactly. <laughs> I can just drink Coca-Cola. Thank you very it's much. Mine. It tastes Gross. better. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, I've never Attracted understood the simple. I think, it, I, I would, from what I understand, maybe it was Seriously. not addictive Seriously. and didn't damage your wow. liver. Right. Maybe because you know, so. a bald man was kind. I guess it could probably still get you bald. Well, in, in the one episode where Scotty is there, um... Mm-hmm. Like That's what, how Data explains it to him. I take care of myself these days. But then remember, he do, Scotty doesn't like Synthahol. Yet, in the neutral zone, when the guy that says, let's uh, rustle us up I some pit woofies and make ourselves a memory, he um, he drinks it and says it's the best dang martini he's ever tasted. That's right. So, I guess it varies on what people like about Synthahol or not. That guy who wanted the pit woofies, he's in, he's in uh, Under the Dome. I know, he, I know, and I just, yeah. the, uh, I won't say what the spoiler is, but something happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of hate watching that show right I now. I do too. I'm watching it though. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a little bit goofy. So big conversation with Guinan about girls. Yeah. What, what she likes in a, a man. Bald-headed. You know, and it's I like that that little bit is a continuity thing that comes up later, where a bald man was yeah. once kind to her, and it kind of comes back. They use in it t- in Times Arrow, yeah, or uh, two, where Picard, you know, saves stays her. behind and saves her, yeah, yeah. And I kind of oh. like that deepening of their relationships. A TNG did not do enough. Um, I agree. I agree. You know, sure a bit of threads like that, but it's nice when they pay them off. I love it now. The they turn the, the lights on. Appears to be coming from up there, Captain. What a cool bridge. And what awesome uh, um, skeletons with the webbed hands. They're lizard-like. Yeah. And this I was, like a little bit with cool. the translation Captain. and everything. Like, they have to get the translation working. I mean, right. it's pretty cool. This is an information storage device. A crude analog of our own isolation. You know what those always reminded me of? Those old circuit breakers where you... <laughs> the glass ones that the you screw yeah. into the panel. Humans on Earth. Yeah. Just perfecting the mechanical clock. 
still using steel crossbows in battle. Is there any way to see what's on this? Oh, I just love it when they do this. I, I'm serious. I was so fascinated by this episode. Power to this is what, it is an underrated episode. components are quite old. I will attempt to amplify the image with my tricorder. <laughs> of course, trusty old tricorder. Amplify Those that image. Those things can do anything. They can't? Wireless little gizmos? This is so awesome. He looks familiar. Hmm. That's not the Darmok guy, is it? No, that was uh, Paul, That's Paul Linfield. Paul Linfield. I don't have my thing up in front of me. I wonder who that is. I'll see if I can find out. A lot of these guys, they uh, play multiple people on Star Trek. Yeah, well, if you put the makeup on, you can't really tell. You can hear by the voice. They had that one guy that played a Romulan and a and a Klingon and a he played like Alexander as an old man and he was James Cromwell was a couple people on Star Trek yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a Uridian guy yeah again great shot of the Enterprise with the battlecruiser stuck in the uh, that was absolutely I love it when Picard is th is giddy over giddy. something yeah he's just giddy about it ghosts on board that old ship there's Deanna in her dress a friendly one I hope I like the dress, but, you know, I think she still should always have been in a uniform. Well, Jellicoe took care of that. Oh, yeah. The one good thing that he did. I don't know. We called her Counselor Cleavage up to this point. I like a woman in a uniform. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm sorry, Captain. It's just a rare pleasure to see this side of your personality. Oh, Deanna. She should be in a heavy metal band. She has great hair. It was he's a, the captain is uh, Albert Hall is the actor's name. Okay. Compensating. We were having some problems. He's been in a ton of stuff. Readouts indicate we are being bombarded with a field of high-intensity radiation. Uh -oh. Shields up. Captain, energy loss increasing to five. I love this. They didn't even realize they were in trouble until they try to get out of it. They're gonna leave the. Energy loss increasing, sir. Music again just rocks it. Reverse course, doom, doom. They use synthesizers and stuff, and it's like response, sir. he got in trouble. Though I guess he got in trouble, and they didn't use drum. He used to use drums in his stuff, and they on. they didn't like that for some reason. Engines aren't responding, Captain. And if you listen to older or the the as they went on, scores didn't have drums in them. Yeah. Sequence. Which is like, why would you have drums and something? Specified norms, magnetic plasma transfer to warp field generators for programmed specs. Commander, yep. we this was Ron Jones, um, and you can get it on disc eight of uh, the Ron Jones project. Excellent, it's available. We'd better slow these engines down before we burn out the reaction chamber. Slow to idle, Jordy. Is it possible? Uh -oh, I love this. This revelation. Into the same snare that killed them. Thousand-year-old booby trap. There we go. Oh, great shot. That's a cool ship. It, it's really cool, and a great shot of the back of his head looking at it. That's just. And it looks like a ship that could kick a little ass. It does. It does. It looks like it. You wouldn't want to mess with it. Yeah. With engines idling, the energy loss has been limited, but our reserves will be great shot there too. Especially on Blu-ray, it's so clear. Their reflections on the table. Source of the radiation. 
No, sir. They better the put the S9 on the so strong it interferes with They will, won't they? I know I hope so. an explanation for the energy loss. All no. I know is I've been buying the Blu-rays and buying the freaking the, the edited, you know, two-hour, you know, like the feature-length yeah. ones, like best of both worlds. I bought Redemption. I have Unification pre-order. You're funny. Passive lure stratagem, which is comparable to Napoleon's. Any mention of a situation like this? No, sir. I recommend that I return to the cruiser with an away team. Rector's hair is a little bit more bouffant than normal in this episode. No, but they knew who their enemy was better than we do. They may he have does look kind of like Elvis. They just didn't know how to yeah. get out of it. Agreed. He's a hunk of hunk of burning command. Lowering shields long enough to get the away team out. Negligible. <laughs> Won't do much for our energy conservation, Captain. Boy, don't you? You know, I just I thought about when I was watching because you know since I've been rewatching the whole show on this Blu-ray. Find out what happened. really. Rose up the ranks quickly. He was a lieutenant junior grade yeah. in season one. Then he was a full lieutenant season two. And now he's already a lieutenant commander. I mean, that's pretty amazing. It has been in Starfleet 27 years, Computer. and he's a lieutenant commander. So. Yeah. As we increased our power levels, was there or, a counter reaction? You know, not so much. No, he doesn't get that for uh, until generations. I guess they needed him to fill a spot. So it kept us from forming a subspace field for the warp drive. That is correct. Now this is really cool what he comes up with. What a brilliant idea for for a plot device. He gets frustrated cuz he can't figure out some of the systems on the Enterprise. He looks through computer. Who the computer. L Brahms. Dr. Leah Brahms, engineer, graduate of the Daystrom Institute Theoretical Propulsion Group. Galaxy-class starships, Team 7, junior member. A junior member? Junior member. I wonder if she like knew she Junior Birdman. Propulsion. <laughs> Call up subspace design logs. Don't you think uh, it's kind of strange that, like, Galaxy-class was supposed to be, like, this, like, starship that was going to last forever. Ever, you know? yeah. They sort of phased them out. Yeah. Federation Starship yeah. Enterprise Galaxy Class. At least, you know, Heading what we saw. Subspace. Author, Leah Brahms. Jordy LaForge, how you doing, Doc? Specify program. Yeah, <laughs> down to work. You're absolutely right. <laughs> this is great here. And you know, quite a bit goes on in this episode. Yeah, it's dense. Areas. It's pretty quick. Families and crew on the odd numbered decks. Proceed. I mean, it could I have been a two-parter. Bad wig there, Beverly. After the shield. Yeah. Her hair get is very strange this season. And when it was up, it was up. And when it was down, it was down. And when it was only halfway up, it was neither up or down. Away team to Enterprise. Captain, we may have found something. Coils here. Ooh, a file of memory coils. Coil we found I found a fuse box. Captain's log. <laughs> That's what we were thinking. That's what it looks like. Mr. Data, are they in working condition? I believe so, sir. We can enhance them through the image processor in the ship's computer. Well, first you could do it with the <laughs> with the with the tricorder. Now it's got to be the Generate image, image <laughs> enhancer on the ship. You know, it's interesting, you know, that, that every time you, you watch uh, Star Trek, I mean, especially this show, you see, like, flat panel displays, yes. touch screens. And we take that for that we, granted, don't we? Yeah, but they didn't know anything. They had no inkling about, you know, what was going to be. Yeah, they did a great job of predicting. Well, Gene Roddenberry did that. We got just two hours to figure this thing out. 
Or it's just the fact that people who watch Star Trek are generally more tech savvy and become the people that make tech. And that could very well be too. It was definitely influenced by it. You can't tell me that you know the iPad doesn't come out of wanting to have the little pad that Picard has. Completely. Design specifications or prototype schematic. Prototype elaborate. I love too all the work of Michael Okudu. Oh yeah. And he just did such awesome artwork and panel displays big, yeah he's a big part of all the design you know the kind of the look of even all of the star trek series that follow it um, okudograms yeah those, those things that's what amazing they're called. stuff and i mean you know him and his wife are involved in yeah. the uh, blu-ray restoration so they're big uh, they're stewards of uh, star trek they really are yeah uh, it's just, always good when people who are involved in the creation are as big of fans as uh, everybody yeah, else i agree bigger. I agree. I love this. He walks into the holodeck. They did a great job. That's cool, isn't that? That is the... way cool with the saucer section not developed yet. Yeah, I love that. Kind of like the raft, the rafters. That's cool. Man, it looks awesome. I built that model right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the set is just so cool, especially with the cool glass the glass panels and the. I love unseen things like this. You like, you know, what is it? What do they do when they build a ship? You know, uh, yeah. Like on that one Voyager when they go once, uh, was it seven that goes back in time and she's at Voyager when it's in dry dock at Utopia right. Planitia and they have all those ships being built? Yeah. I get a kick out of that. I do too. Again, so science fictiony, and that's what I loved about it. Access denied. Personal logs are restricted. Great. Another woman who won't get personal with me on the holiday. Oh, great line. <sighs> Poor Jordy. Well, he, I mean, really, you can just make a woman on the holiday. The well, I know, but... The Could we That's Reginald's job. That was the only time that I ever liked Wesley was when he had that line on Jordy, at least I don't get my women in the holiday. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> on Sarek, yeah, that was great. That's right, and Sarek later on in this season. Yeah. Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> Whoa, who is this lady? Whoa, shoulder pads. I mean, I can't was, believe that was a thing. You were hoping that she would sing like Duran Duran songs. Yeah. <laughs> Girls on hollow. Affirmative. You asked Dr. Brahms to show you which system could accept reactants at a faster rate. By accessing available imagery... How does she keep a straight face? That's what I want to know. That is one swooping hairstyle, too. It's like, okay, well, it's good to see you, Leah. <laughs> you have the personality of a fish. Continue with your analysis. Systems L452 through L575 will accept reactants. I thought it was interesting she had an accent when she was like that. Equal factor. Then if we use multiple injector streams hitting more than one crystal facet, we could do it. We could hold our own. <laughs> Leah, you're beautiful. La Force of Picard. Hey, 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 right. watch it. Captain, we found a way to extend the better anti We found a way. Well done, Miss Lafort. can you get Pass my congratulations on to the team. Sorry, Commander, we haven't addressed that. Oh, we're all <laughs> smiles down here. Uh. <laughs> we'll get to work on it right away, sir. Pass my congratulations to the rest of your team. <laughs> Thanks, Captain. We're all smiles down here. <laughs> now, uh, have you ever been to the beach? Uh, We've been able to verify that these coils are the largest. 
Another Coco Nono. Coco Nono. Haven't you always found that glass dome on the bridge to be like a severe tactical error? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You want to kill off the command crew? Just blow the, blow the glass off the top. Yeah, even when they crashed in Generations, that glass thing broke. So, I mean, it couldn't yeah. even... Captain wouldn't. <clears throat> All found in an open locker. I don't think he was too concerned with security. This was so cool. Four five two through system L five seven five. Adjustments to a dilithium crystal chamber complete. Impact analysis computer. I like how he starts to get all frustrated. Reactants per unit time remaining steady. Yes. Oh no, he's happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should eat some macaroni and cheese. It would help. Computer. <laughs> do you have any, you know, personality? personality? <laughs> I don't know, but she puts her hair up like bread. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I want to cut that and have a bite. It's like kneaded up. Yeah. <laughs> like a party sub bread. <laughs> Never mind the dates. Computer, if you add data from all these sources, could you synthesize That's so funny. a true representation? Can you mix up a little personality for her? There would be a 9.37% you know, the, the holodeck, the computer, I mean, they can do so much. It's like, you know, and jeez. Yeah. It's the technology that they that you actually think of in this show is, is, is insane. And she takes a breath. And then... Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> her little smile. Love. Exciting and new. Splendid. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of now, the love ship. Soon we'll, we'll be making another round. I'm dressed as the Jolly Green Giant's assistant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got green tights and a. Yeah, she plays for the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, you gotta block that linebacker. We have been stripped of oh, this is so awesome. And our yeah. weapons are useless. We cannot move. We cannot fight. They did a great job on the making it look damaged. Yeah. It's a good alien design. You know, yeah, lizard like face. I said, a little reminiscent of uh, enemy mine, a little bit. I thought so. Waiting for him to go. Yo, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Jariba. Picard. Now we're supplying the devices with the energy to kill us. What a great idea that the ship, no, its own no, energy, no. is giving the, destruction to them. Honeymoon's over. You should know better than to yell at a woman. And we're gonna go with it. I am not used to having Be people nice. question my judgment. And I'm not used to dying. <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> okay, we're look. In a lab on a static model. This is a working machine. It's got tens of thousands of light years on it. 
but you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> That's funny. I thought the exact same thing. Take a look. It's in the holiday. Butterfly in the sky. I can fly right on by. She's Taylor not a bad looking woman, though, I will tell you. you know? I think she's really, really sweet. Yeah. Even though she, when we finally meet her in the next season, yeah, season four, she's yeah. quite a dork face out. at first. But then, of course, how could he not know? She was married. Yeah, and then they're married in all good things. That's, yeah, they, they mentioned her at the, you know, in the last episode. That's what's wrong with designers. We never like, what happened? Did you go and beat up her husband? Well, <laughs> you write novels and you went and attacked her husband and took his wife. And had kids. Commander LaForge to the bridge. On my way, Commander. Okay, you stay here. Don't go away. <laughs> you can't go away. I mean, uh... <laughs> she's like, I know what I'm a hologram. You're so cute, Jordy. Did I just say that? What devices do we think we're dealing with? <laughs> to create this radiation field would take several hundred thousand, sir. Wow. For a long time, there must have been some deterioration. There is no way to precisely calculate that, Commander, but it is likely. Is what a cool idea to plant those specific part of the field. Nothing substantial, those, um, destructo no, things in the asteroids. <laughs> destructo <laughs> things. I don't know what to call them. To one mark gate, like a fake rock that you hide a key in. In this one, they hid destructo things in it. We won't be able to maintain energy Radiation device. How critical will the losses be? Not enough to shut down our engines, but if we don't... They do have these weird creases on these. Yeah, I guess that Picard was the only character that got the final version in this episode. Everybody else still has the sort of prototypes. He's, he doesn't have any of the scenes in the front there. Is this the one they always have to pull down? Yeah, because it's got the elastic yeah. uh, waistband there. They were also skinny back then. Well, I think Patrick Stewart's always been sort of a slim guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Riker, you know, he's, he likes pie. He's had to struggle with it. Yeah. That, wasn't that kind of, you do that, you're going to get more radiation, aren't you? Nothing. Radiation level's increasing. Yeah. Yeah. What would you, why did you do that? 10%. Picard's like, crap. Rapidly, Damn you. This is one of those... <laughs> instances where you know how every episode warp is like uh, suggests oh. we fire for right, right, you know, right. negative you know this is one time where maybe you know don't fire the phasers yeah standard procedure requires termination of all simulation computer override standard procedure override authority restricted what computer oh man he lost her internet crash Gosh, I hate it when I go offline. Yeah, me too. It's always cool when you see the ship without the uh, the engines uh, lit up. Yeah, it's rare. Yeah. There was this one, and there was the one where they were getting the barium sweep. Yeah, yeah. It's cool though to see the deflector dish lit up without it. It's really neat looking. Increased by seventeen percent. So what impact will that have on fatal exposure? Down to twenty-six minutes. Ooh. If we resist, we die. If we don't resist, we die. <laughs> nice. Miss LaForge, have we shut down all non-essential energy usage? Maybe. Yes, sir. In fact, I need to get some back. I'm running a program on Holodeck 3. <laughs> For what purpose? Well, I'm running off. I've gone back to the beginning. 
Your to the what? earliest construction entries of the Enterprise, I've created a well, a propulsion design model to assist me. I love Picard's like, great idea. Computer, reinstate Holodeck 3 program. Holodeck 3 program is reinstated. Give my engineer some candy. <laughs> suggestion in one hour. Got out. Oh, then he runs back. I can go see Leah again. Oh, man. Let's get to resume work. Holodeck 3 program. Enter when ready. Let's okay, let's go. Somehow we have to generate an There isn't much time. But we've got a booby trap that eats energy for breakfast. How do we pull it, block it, shut it down, anything? Okay. Okay. We know that for every move the Enterprise makes, there's a counter movement by the energy. Can we use that to our advantage somehow? Maybe. Every radiation you bake. We can just make quick continuing Every adjustments keyboard and before you pack, the counterforce reacts. We might just be able to move I'll be part. watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Leo? Man, Michael was busy on this one. Oh, yeah. I had to do a lot of displays. Wait till I make you my fungili. <laughs> oh, that's okay. where he gets that. Fusion reactor Remember, he makes her that actual meal processor. when she comes to visit. Oh, that's right. Fungini. Looks like a bunch of cornflakes out in space. <laughs> Doesn't it? And not on Blu-ray. It looks really good on Blu-ray, but I'm watching on Netflix. They didn't do this model right. They put the warp nacelles on sideways what? on that refit Enterprise. You see that? Yeah. How weird was that? Maybe maybe it's supposed to be like that because they're in Utopia Planitia. No, it's not supposed to be like that. No, maybe it is. Maybe that was like going to be how it was at first. Yeah, all right. Boy, you know this is this just shows you, fan. We can we can just make any excuse in our head. Tell the captain. Some guy was some intern was tasked with putting together a model and they did it wrong. Make sure you put something to the holodeck that looks like the Enterprise. Data couldn't Does somebody have any glue? How's this supposed to go on? I just put it on, you idiot. It's the worst job of all time. God. Gosh. They didn't even finish like the little detail around the saucer section. It's a subpar build. Captain, Your mom goes to college. Captain, this, is, uh, this is a holographic simulation of one of the propulsion experts. Plus, you know, I'm trained to be a cage fighter. Leah Brahms. <laughs> I've been chatting with babes all day we, online. I've been examining the force. Stay over here, all the freaking times. chips, Kip. See if we can linkage at maximum but my lips are real bad. You can't, you can't get There's, me into doing uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Or, well, that'll be the, the rest of the episode. Out of this trap. I love how Picard comes in and goes, Who the heck is this lady? <laughs> all right. What kind of a chance? I don't know yet. A chance. We could program it. Love that. Try what it kind of a chance? Simulated runs. And this is the only way. I think so, sir. Uh. Great. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. You know, I mean, I have to imagine that the people on his engineering team are fairly well educated and, and wondering where the heck well he is. Well, first in galaxy class theory and design, you think that maybe it would be better just to work with your whole engineering crew that are actually there and alive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. He proposes to turn total control of the ship over to the computer because it is capable of making Again, quicker I, adjustments. I, I love it whenever they have um, pictures of Picard staring out the window and contemplating. Take orders. Yeah. I'm not nearly as convinced and along with uh, the music, it works really cool. 
I love the ready room. It's pretty cool. Well, it's it's a little bit more. It can be lit darker, you know. Yeah. And they do that when it's a more of a danger mode. It's always a little darker. I wasn't impressed though in the, the first next generation movie. I thought they lit it really weird. The whole ship was like dark. Yeah, yeah I was like, what? Well, I think that's how they wanted to make it cinematic, I guess, because those are TV sets, so maybe they decided to use more dynamic lighting, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It was cool, I thought, you know, when they were using, like, the star. Thrust levels you know, they had more of the star's light coming through, like, 10 forward right, or whatever. Right, right. That was kind of cool. Just trajectory angle to compensate. Begin simulation again. Man, this is like this... Me, me and video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, go back. Yeah, we got out. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like how I, I you know, I'm having a hard time in a game I'm playing. I keep doing the same thing. Yeah, me too. The next, do that level again in Angry Birds yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So frustrated. Ready to throw the iPad out the window. I like give you know Jackson, you know, my iPhone, and he can get like three yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know not even six yet. Oh, it's pretty like, cool. They still established that you know the computer is not even as great as the computer is. It's not the ideal thing to uh, get which, them out of this. Which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah. And they just can't show enough of that. That's pretty work, cool. Jody. And it might not. I, I can't ask Captain Picard to turn the ship over to a computer. It's all we've got. <laughs> it's all we got. Yeah. Shut up, Jordy. Captain. Two minutes. Give me just two minutes. I don't know. I didn't. I was. I was going to read it if they had any bloopers two in this minutes, episode. Please. I think they did. I have, you know, I I couldn't find my nitpick guide. Got out. Jordy, there's no other way. I usually pull that out when I'm doing a TNG. Turn it completely around, literally. Come at it from the opposite direction. God, it's so simple. It might even work. Okay, computer new simulation. Everything we've tried to do has been based on overpowering the trap, more energy, faster adjustment. But that's exactly what we can't do because that's what we're supposed to do. That's the booby trap. That's the booby the trap. The answer lies in our own computer. The mind, the best piece of engineering we'll ever need. But didn't your researchers indicate that a thousand adjustments per second will be required? But not a wow, that's a lot of adjustments. Off. One blast of everything we've got left for a microsecond to beat the inertia and then we shut it all down, except for minimal life support and two thrusters. No impulse engines. No computer. Okay, so here's some. At the beginning of the episode, you can see a man wearing the old-style uniform with the lower neck and yellow pipe uh, pipping. He walks in front of Picard and Riker. So the um, Promelian Battlecruiser was actually built for a movie uh, called Night of the Creeps. How cool is that? And uh, they didn't have a model for it because um, their model maker was doing uh, Hunt for Red October. Uh, so TriStar Pictures lent the, uh, not Paramount, the model. Oh, that's awesome. No wonder so it's so that's cool. Actually, that's why it looks so different. Right, so actually, they, uh, run the simulations, they used it again in, uh, DS9 a couple times. You've done your job. Now I must do mine. I relieve you, Mr. Crush. Yes, oh, Bob Burns has it. Okay. You know Bob Burns is he has like a, he's like a kind of a keeper of a lot of this is Commander Riker. We are about to genre type uh, models. Yeah. Inertia dampeners yeah. are on manual. They may not fully compensate for the acceleration, so brace yourself. Deflector shield failure. 
lethal radiation levels. Computer, discontinue radiation warning until further. Oh, this is interesting. That that galaxy class starship that you saw in the simulation, yeah, was missing the three shuttle bay doors. <laughs> this is I always like it when the captain uh, gets to pile the ship because I mean he should know how to do it. And you were right, the Constitution class, yeah. si silver painted model in the drafting room, is an AMT kit. Yeah, missing uh, on the model are pieces of the saucer windows, and with engines mounted on the pylons horizontally instead of vertically. You can't, you can't fool me, man. It's not known if it was deliberate, Velocity is representing an engineering variant, C, 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 or accidental on the part of the model maker. The it's not an engineering variant. It's a, some intern did a crap job. <laughs> well, here we go. Now Picard decides that he's not going to risk anything. He's going to sit down. Fly the ship. I guess some if really interesting there. shots in this show. Really, there is. It's really neat looking. Thruster is off. <laughs> it's crazy that they pilot the ship with a Nintendo D-pad. I know. I know. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Port thruster is firing. I mean, and you would really pray that you didn't have a problem. Yeah, I mean, the ship has 360 degrees range of motion. I think it needs more. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It should be like a gyro or yeah, yeah. round thing. Oh. Sir, 1989. Yeah, that's true. And it's pretty darn cool. Yes. This is nothing like what was on TV in 1989. No, uh, nothing like it. Very advanced for its time. I remember walking onto the bridge of the Enterprise in uh, Las Vegas at the Star Trek experience, and it had a similar feel as this, because the, the red alert was going on, it was oh, yeah. darker, and every time I see this episode, I think of that. It was a so cool feeling to be on there. It gave me such goosebumps. Asteroids, they're great! I always thought they should have had just a giant bottle of Preparation H that they sprayed through the through the, the <laughs> through the deflector and then got out of there quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Like that, that. that would be hemorrhoids. Yeah. Isn't that cool? A little spin move? I, that is so cool. I remember that for the first time going, oh, yeah. Asteroids gravitational pull is a slingshot. Excellent. Excellent. Anybody could have done it. <laughs> kind of like he, he bounced that, that, uh, that ensign off the atmosphere with a shuttle. Oh, that's right. Yes, sir. Picard. He never tells anybody what he's doing. Just takes takes it out like a toy. Number one. Make sure that booby trap doesn't bother anyone again. Booby. Booby. Ready photon torpedoes. Really? They're gonna blow it up? Yeah, it's a bummer, isn't it? I think they should go like. Couldn't they just beam it out of there? That sucks. I always thought the technology. Yeah, I mean that's historical, man. Oh, look at this. It enhances the quality of our lives. Let's us travel across the galaxy. Jeez Louise. Even gave me my vision. Come on, man. But sometimes you just he is hard up. He's in love. Even the gypsy violins. Violins? <laughs> Different program. Uh, you're so funny, Jordy. I really like you. Mm. <laughs> mm. Maybe we 
can do it again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you every day, Jordy. Oh, at least I don't get my women on a holiday. Every time you look at this engine, you're looking at me. Every time you touch it, oh, it's me. The, and they play that See, this, part back. Yeah. In the next step, the next. Oh, that's season. right. It's so embarrassing for him. I know. It's like you, like a plaything. Oh. Her husband ain't gonna like that too much, though, no, Jordan. I gotta tell you. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, baby. Computer. Lip lock. Exit holodeck. I I think at that point he should have stayed, don't you? <laughs> I mean, why leave? Yeah, it's like. What? Are you torturing yourself? And that's the end. Gosh, what a great episode. Good one. Gosh, so good. And this is what made TNG so awesome, was shows like this. I mean, there mm -hmm. were some lame ones every once in a while, but this one was definitely up there in my, in my uh, love level of TNG. I don't know. It was really cool. So uh, how would you rate this one as far as... Uh, out of uh, 10 asteroids, how many would you give it? <laughs> 10 being the best. Oh, like an 8.5 right around there. Wow. It's a real, a real good, solid episode. See, Eight. I, yeah, I think this is a nice classic episode. I'd give it close to a 9 or 9.5. That's yeah. how much I liked it. Yeah, it's a good one. So very, very cool. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our commentary. Uh, this... Uh, just covering TNG is a privilege and an honor. And, and every every time I listen to Rico do a classic episode, I just love it. I love what he does and, and loves, love that he has this community that we get to be part of. So when he asked for a volunteer, I thought, oh, I just I would love to do another TNG episode. I, I'm really fond of the first year, as you know. Yeah. And not very many people are. So I usually cover a first year episode. But in this particular thing, I went through. Um, you know, he said, go onto the forum and because we've had so many episodes now, um, mm -hmm. type in the name of the episode and see if it comes up on the forum. Because, you know, every episode that he's covered or that someone has covered is on the forum somewhere. You know, you can find it. Um, and this one wasn't covered. So I thought, oh, I just I would love to do that. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that you helped out because my I mean, my voice is pretty thrashed. So that's very helpful. So thanks, Chris. Hey, no problem. Very, very cool. I loved, I love, uh, I haven't, I don't get a chance to really, like you said, do, do Star Trek on here too much. So, so it's, it's, always, a, it's always, always a treat. Yeah, very much so. All right, man. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to the episode. Remember, next week on the 1st of September at 3 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Gosh, <laughs> had to remember that. Uh, will be the big eighth anniversary episode the eighth birthday there's going to be cake dancing um i if we can see rico dance again i'm just pretty excited about that and it's all going to be on Ustream. so join us as we party down on treks and sci-fi so thanks everybody for joining us thanks chris for co-hosting with me and no problem. Uh, you have a great day okay man all right all right thanks everybody we'll see you next time on treks in sci-fi engage Make it